This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. In Canada, when we're live on the air or one of the repeats of the program, you can check out AMI-audio right from your TV. Rogers, Ontario customers, look for us on channel 196. MTS customers, we're on channel 704. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, we are the hosts of Kelly & Company. Thanks for being with us. So, Mondays, we like to catch people up on things that are going on with AMI and there's always something going on. Um, There are podcasts and initiatives and projects and things like that and we've been making our way down the list of newly released video podcasts available on YouTube and these are existing AMI audio podcasts as well. So one that you may be aware of because it's been on for years is The Pulse now hosted by Juita Gupta and this is an AMI audio original again, available on YouTube as well, where host Juita Gupta brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. And Juita joins us now to tell us a little bit more. So, Juita, welcome to Kelly and Company. It's been a while. Has it it been has forever? been a while. Thank you for having yeah. me. It has been forever. I can't remember <laughs> the last time I was on, but I'm delighted to be back. So thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. And actually, how long has it been since you started hosting The Pulse? Have you been keeping track? Because it was uh, you and Dave for a bit and then Dave for a bit and now you and Dave's on now with Dave Brown. So, uh, like, it's been a while since it's been you weekly on The Pulse. Yeah, I mean, we played a bit of musical chairs for sure. I think, um, and Andy Frank can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've been consistently hosting The Pulse going all the way back to 2019, September. So it's been three years. Oh my God, it's been three years. Wow, that's amazing. It's your show now. It's your show. (laughs) It is, yeah. One musical chairs. (laughs) And it's a totally different looking show in that aspect. I mean, when it launched, what it it was, to what what you've got it to, Joey, even when you took it over, and how things changed uh, with you producing the show. There's a lot that falls under that hat of yours. So give us a general overview of the subjects that you bring light to on the program. A lot of uh, content has stayed the same in general from its inception. The Pulse has been a long-form interview show that dives into issues that matter to the disability community, and that can cover a wide range of topics, anything from advocacy to sports, sex to education. You name it, and we'll talk about it. One of the um, upsides or downsides, depending on your point of view, of my hosting the show is that a lot of it has really come down to the things that I'm curious about. So there's a lot of interesting things that happen in the disability community. Um, You know, uh, I have a lot of passion for disability arts. I love doing books. I love talking to authors. I love having uh, conversations with people around disability law and advocacy. Lots of inroads made into the area of accessible education. And we tend to talk about a lot of those conversations on the pulse. And so one of the things that's been rewarding as a producer is to see uh, the, or to have rather, I should say, the opportunity to talk about the things that spark my curiosity. Of course, mm-hmm. there are things that I admit I'm not as curious about. Uh, 
sport being one of them. That's why I leave it to the good the folks at the neutral zone to cover us on that. But I at least try to have one sport-related or two sports-related shows every year, if not more. But even when I'm talking about sports, when we're doing these deep dive conversations, it's a chance to go beyond the headlines, to go beyond the the elevator pitch, if you like, and to really dig into the concept or idea or personality, depending on who it is that we're talking to. So the process is a really varied show. It can be very different. Uh, In just in the last uh, three months or so that we've actually, it hasn't even been three months, the last two and a half months that we've been on YouTube, we've had shows talking about uh, disability fashion. So there was a fashion designer who uh, started outside it, ended up being fully blind, and she now has a brand that uh, caters designs to people who are blind. We've had our good friend David Lepofsky on the program just quite recently talking about uh, the Canada Disability Benefit. I had a wonderful guest on in September who talked about autism and autism research in the Indigenous community. So there's a lot of variation on the show. It's one of the things that keeps me on my toes as a host and as a producer because there's no such thing as the typical show. The pulse is so varied in terms of the content and the guests that I feel like every week is an adventure for me as a host and as a producer where I learn Mm -hmm. something new. And of course, I hope that that extends that sense of curiosity, that sense of wanting to immerse ourselves in disability politics, advocacy, and issues. I hope that curiosity and that sense of wanting to know more extends to the audience as well. Mm. So for people out there, Joey, that that are interested in being a talk show host or being a producer or the combination of both, can you speak to how being a producer has enhanced what you do as a host for this program? You know, I, I think it's the first time I'm going to say this out loud. I actually think that I make a better producer in a lot of ways than I do a host. That's not to say that I don't love to host because I do. It's great to have the privilege as a person with a disability to talk about the issues that matter to me personally. And as I said just a few minutes ago, the pulse is very much curiosity driven for me. But being a producer really allows you to hone a number of other skills that can really help you as a host. For one thing, you're doing your own research. So you hopefully come to your conversation better prepared, more immersed in the topic and able to ask interesting questions because you're not just being handed a script or handed a background or you're actually able to go deep into the issue and spend a week or so thinking about it before you actually go ahead and have a conversation with the guest. I think one of the things that you do as a producer is you get to know yourself as a person. So I think um, before I started to produce The Pulse, I would not have been as aware of my limitations as a person. I hadn't actually given as much thought to where it is that I find my interests line up with the show and where it is that I actually have to work to make sure that we're covering content that might be of interest to other people, even if my inclination isn't to go there. So you become very Mm -hmm. self-aware as a person. And I feel that that's not a bad thing to know more about yourself in the endeavor. I also think that being a good producer, I also think that being a good producer can be about asking yourself tough questions. And being prepared to go where you might be otherwise hesitant to go. So I know not so much on this channel, but I know in general there's a perception, not entirely unfounded, that there's taboo around sex and disability. 
and a perception that people with disabilities either can't or don't or won't want to have sex. That's just one example of how the pulse tends to go where, not to say where no show has gone before, but certainly as a producer, you start to have a sense of um, wanting to establish or create your credibility as a host by asking tough questions and bringing up topics that you might have otherwise been hesitant to bring up. So it's a really rewarding experience. A lot of the work of producing goes unnoticed, but if you've heard anyone you know, who is a well-established host, they'll often offer kudos to the team or the people behind the scenes who do so much of the legwork. And it's been a real privilege to be able to marry those two things, the ability to host as well as the ability to produce in the pulse in the way that I have been. I think the two roles really inform one another. Being a good host primes you for the kinds of questions you think you'd want to ask. Whereas being a good producer really opens up the conversation thematically in terms of the topics you'd like to raise, if that makes any sense to you. Tons of sense. And you're right. I think that a lot of what you're talking about is the tandem uh coordination between being host and producer which you get to be both on your show and I'm curious about because you mentioned um, all of the the curiosities that you have personally and you bring that to the show and the intent behind it as well I'm curious about what kind of representation you're still going through that list and checking off you know whether it be BIPOC or particular issues and challenges in the disability community or conversations that we just don't have enough of headlines or deep dives and and you're thinking this is still if you want to call it bucket list material or just things that you're keeping track of that you want to um, bring on to the pulse. Yeah, it's a good question, Ramya, because I think one of the areas that I really want us to focus on on the pulse, and by us, I mean me, I really want us to spend some time talking about disability and indigenous issues, Um, a lot of ground to be covered there. I also have a desire to talk about people who don't necessarily get talked about under the rubric of the disability community. I'm thinking about psychiatric survivors or people Mm. who might... um, have the label of a quote-unquote mental health illness or issue and what their stories and what their narrative experience is. There are many important programs that um, take place not just in Toronto but across Canada where it really shifts your perspective around thinking of the mental health uh, as less of a, a, an individual illness and more as something that's socially constructed. I just had this wonderful conversation with Tim Martin who's a researcher based at a York University, and he did this wonderful um, interview with me about how there was a confluence between the homeless population that was also often written off as being quote-unquote mentally ill and why that was and why it continues to, that, that trope continues to persist in the media. I think the other piece around the disability community that I would really like to focus on is around the intellectually disabled or developmentally disabled community. Um, It's not often that we talk about some of the important issues and vagaries around that community and their very particular history of discrimination, isolation, Mm -hmm. and segregation. And I think we could do more. And indeed, I think a lot of us do make that effort or that endeavor to try and include the voices of people 
with developmental disabilities. The last sort of the last aim that I've had for the show, and it's not um, it's not an exhaustive list, but we often think about the right kind of voice or the quintessential typical type of voice that we have on air. We don't normally have people with stutters on our show, and I'm really proud of the interview I did, not only with Maya Chipkoff, which is uh, the YouTube video, but I want to say last September, about a year ago, I did an interview with Robert Kingett, who um, wrote a book or was the editor of an anthology called The Artificial Divide, which was mm-hmm. uh, written by a, bun, uh, by a which, which had a number of blind contributors to it, and it was a really great conversation to talk about the and Joita, book. I'm sorry to cut you off mid-sentence, but we've got to run out of here. People check out that episode and uh, your most recent episode um, about uh, with the guest on stuttering as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the Pulse on AMI-audio and available as a video podcast on YouTube with your host, Joita Gupta. One hour ahead, a still of Kelly and Company. Stand by. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.